1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over
2: there. the And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the Cat catastrophe. I'm your host Mike Abrams and today we have another amazing guest. She was tantamile on the most recent U.S. national tour number six of cats. So welcome Melody Rosen. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me.
2: I have been a little terrified of the twins um, as I've learned more about them. So I, I do want to get into that later, but I do always love to start about hearing about your cat's history. So I want to hear, did you do a childhood production? Did you do a production before the tour? Like how much did you know about the show before you went on tour?
0: So I essentially was a young cat's obsessive fanatic when I was around 10 years old. My sister brought home the cat's VHS from, I think, Hollywood video or blockbuster, something crazy. And I remember her watching it and I like went in and out of her room to like see bits and pieces of it. And I was so interested because I've been dancing since I was three. So I was super into musicals and anything. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, let's watch the whole thing. So I sat and I watched the whole thing and I kind of put my own plot together and understood it at a young age somehow and created this whole story. And at the end of Mistopheles, I was like bawling as a 10 year old because it was so beautiful (laughs) to me as a child. Um, And that's when I was just, I just became obsessed. And then I started showing it to all of my friends at sleepovers and being like, I want to dance like these people when I'm older. Um, And then of course I saw it, I saw it on tour, I'm going to say 2007 or eight when it came to the Hippodrome in Baltimore um, back in the day. And that was the first time I saw it live. And I was like, wow, it's just like the movie, not putting two and two that Gillian Lynn did both productions. And then I saw The Revival in 2016 a couple of times because I had a bunch of friends from school and um, dance competitions growing up that were in it. So I got to see that twice. And then a bunch of auditions happened while I was at school for that production, and that didn't work out. And then somehow ended up on the tour.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I want to break down a couple of these things you said in there. Yeah. So, one is, is it's an older, I'm assuming, an older sister?
0: Yes, four years older.
2: Okay. Four years older. So, she has it. Did she, what was her take on the show when she saw it? You know, you became obsessed. Did she enjoy it?
0: She enjoyed it. She really liked it. She was a big uh, Mistopheles fan, big Skimble Shanks fan. She even she even made me fun fact. she even made me a little plush Mistopheles. She's super creative. Um, so I had a little plush Mistopheles when I was younger.
2: <laughs> oh, so that's a, So you were really into this. okay that's, and what what did your friends think when you showed them this? like was it well received?
0: Yes and no. it was very okay. it was a mixed bag of emotions. Yeah. like what in the world is this like who the hell are they? this doesn't mean anything. They couldn't think of a plot. they couldn't put two and two together. It was just – they were weirded out by the half-human, half-cat thing. Um, But some of my friends – most of the dancer friends were like, wow, these people are so talented. Even when we were young, and really didn't know much about the technical elements of the show. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was just mostly a mixed bag.
2: I I do – so I didn't even – really know much about it until Mm -hmm. i kind of knew what it was i knew it's a running joke and a punchline and a lot of different things but i didn't really know i didn't go as a kid i didn't see it i didn't grow up like in theater i didn't grow up singing dancing or anything so it's like i saw what came through occasionally through indiana and i would only go to a few shows and Mm -hmm. cats just was never on that list Uh. and so i didn't even know the 1998 movie or vhs existed until after oh, I saw it on Broadway, God. no, and, and so I like find it kind of fascinating. I have seen that now, but I find it's like I can only imagine if somebody showed it to me as a ten year old. I'd be like, "What are you making <laughs> us watch?" Because it's right. definitely different. I mean, if you're a dancer or you're in theater, you're probably just like, "Yeah, this is incredible." Um, right. But if you're not and you're just watching, it's just like, "What is this movie?
0: What is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay.
2: So you, you've been obsessed from day one. Did you growing up, was there a cat they were just like, this is who I'm going to be?
0: Yes. And no, I was so, I, of course, all little dancers growing up, they want to be Victoria, the white <laughs> cat with the high leg. I remember watching um, her in the 1998 film and being like, how can she get her leg that high and hold it like that and go into a split? I did not know that was physically possible. And then I was, like, I'm going to work hard to be able to do that one day. And yeah, I just, um, was obsessed with her. And I remember going into auditions and I kept being pulled for Victoria. So a lot of, most of my audition process was around Victoria. It would be like, let's do the Victoria solo, Victoria solo. And then I was like, Oh, I'm tantamount. Cool. But it was just funny how the, the road to it was mostly Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. Um, but yeah, she was just so magical, and she got to dance with Nostophiles, who was my favorite. Um, so that's who I looked up to the most when I was a kid. Okay,
2: so that is that's a very common dancer answer, right? Because yes. it's like it's got the the solo, the dance number.
0: Right. So
2: so now tell me, you get casted, um, and you're one of the twins,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I have not really dug. I dug into a lot of the like the song characters Mm -hmm. and then I have now learned about some of the other ones Mm -hmm. fairly deep Mm -hmm. and the more I actually still have a page open because I'm like the twins fascinate me because the more I've learned about them the more I'm like what what is going on like I never piece together what like their their powers and all this stuff that's happening and the more I've heard about it it's an experience so tell me a little bit about like what you were told about your character and then like what it's like playing that almost psychic
0: Mm -hmm. a lot of people are scared of the twins which is so funny they don't know why they're there they're confused as to what their storyline is why are they always introducing old dude why are they psychic what does that mean so tantamai and coracopat they're essentially timeless is what i was told um, there are basically three categories of, uh, cat ages in the show. There's the kittens, there's the little teenager cats in between and the adults. Um, so the adults would be like Jelly and Skimble. Um, uh, and then teenagers like, um, would be more like, uh, Alonzo Tugger and- kind of thing. Yeah, Tugger. yeah. And then the younger cats, Syllabub, Victoria, Rumble Teaser, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, the twin cats really don't have an age. Apparently, they're so wise. They could be 400 years old, that kind of deal. And essentially, my adjectives that were given to me, because all cats have the three adjectives um, that mm-hmm. they are given at the beginning of the process, mine were telepathic, suspicious, and tentative. And with Tantamile, she and corcopat they're always sensing if something is wrong and they're the first people to realize that the energy is off in the room or they can sense is coming or they can sense the happiness that old dude is coming and everyone can relax so everyone in the show kind of looks to them to see how they should be reacting If they should be nervous if they should be worried if they can be calm if they can be playful they kind of look to the twins to make sure everything is okay it's kind of like the uh, I don't know like the How to keep it like moderation in moderation, the Mm -hmm. tried moderation, if you will. Um, But that's kind of what we were told. Um, But yeah, a lot of people get creeped out by the storyline of the twins. But we're really just there to be the messengers of old dude and kind of uh, transfer transfer the energy to syllabub um, to give her the courage to sing moonlight um, to bring uh, Grisabella back in, essentially.
2: What about the relationship with Cassandra or Cassandra? Cause isn't she also a little timeless and telepathic and.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we were told that she is also um, a psychic cat, if you will. Um, there's no sibling relationship, but the, there's definitely a relation, maybe a, a long lost cousin, but there are moments in the show when we did pass Cassandra and kind of like give her a nod just because we know It's just -hmm. like, no, we already know that she has the same sort of powers as us, not as strong. um, But we just kind of acknowledge that throughout the show. It's very, very small. The audience, eye usually doesn't see it, but it is in there.
2: Yeah, I think that was a piece where I like I want to see it again to see all the other nods of like, you turn before everyone else like you kind of sense the show before it happens and that to me is like not something i picked up on because Mm -hmm. it's such a an experience when you're there there's so much going on that like it's hard i was still just trying to figure out the plot let alone like anything else that was happening on stage Mm -hmm. and i just uh, now i'm like okay if they're psychic How much power do you think that they really wield over the tribe? Like, Is it a lot of understated power that that they don't use every year but probably could?
0: I definitely think it's understated, and I feel like they save it for special events. They could use it, but I think they reserve it. Um, For instance, in the show, there's a couple ways that you can see that they... um, can sense change before um all of the other cats like at the end of the uh, mungo jerry rumple teaser duet they all go in slow-mo when they throw um their uh bags of cash or when they rob the house when they throw Mm -hmm. their bags over it's in slow motion to the audience's eye but to tantamile they're essentially stopping time because they sense that old dude is coming and then they have a duet and then they see that old dude is coming, and they kind of like bring Mistopheles into that. Mistopheles says, "Old Deuteronomy." They sing their little line, and then old dude starts coming down the stairs, and then everyone breaks out of their slow mo. So it's hmm. kind of like almost okay. like can't underst- They they don't see it because they're in motion, and then they kind of turn around, and then they're like, "Oh, broke broken out of the slow mo." It's very very um, compl- complex, not complicated, um, and. Then there's also during the ball at the end of the ball, um, right before the judders in the song, or it's like dun, 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 or whatever, mm-hmm. really off punch there. And um, but the first people to turn around, um, it's it's right after the Plato um, Victoria duet when they yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the first people to pop up are the twins when that when that music comes in right before the big ball music. And that's because we sense Grisabella first and she is in the upstage left corner. And we kind of sense it first and then Misto gets up. And then I think Cassandra gets up and then kind of everyone's realizing something's wrong. Something's wrong because the twin, the twins are messed up. The Misto's messed up. People are like the back of their, the hair on their neck is standing up. Something's wrong. And then you realize Grisabella's is in the upstage left corner and, and they start to dance all together and shoo her away. <laughs> yeah.
2: So how much, influence do you think that they probably could have had on the tribe? Like they're, everyone's looking to them. Do you think that they like rec- recognize how important they are or they're just like so old at this point? Cause they're timeless. They're just like, yep, yeah, I got it. This is our job. We're going to keep doing it.
0: I think they're pretty far removed. I think that the adult cats are the ones that they look to for kind of what move they should make in accordance to how they should act when a different cat comes out and does their number. Um, like when Grizz comes out, they're all like, get back, get back. They don't really look at the twins for that. They kind of just mm-hmm. look at the twins for safety, I think, um, more so than how to react. And like, I don't know. They, they, we don't have power over the tribe. We just kind of have, hmm, never really thought about that.
2: That's what I'm here for, to, to ask the questions that someone yeah. no else is asking.
0: I don't know.
2: Okay, what else were you told? Like, what other pieces, not just for Tantamount, but for everyone else, like, what what else are you told about? Here's the relationships or the stories that, like, you need to kind of know to play your character.
0: Well, we know that we are kind of, I don't want to say um, servants, but we are the messengers and pretty much the altar boys for Old Doot. So if so, if old Doot wants to bring wisdom to the tribe, we are the ones to deliver that message because Dute, um isn't going to take his time to interact with each individual cat. We kind of deliver the message telepathically um, by through touch. Um, and there's a moment like there was a moment um, where we because Victoria is the one who touch Grizz at the end. Mm-hmm. And she knows that she's chosen. Um, which is is strange in the plot line, but I understand it. But there's a moment where Corcopat and Tantamile crawl over to Victoria and touch her right before Gus's song. Um, It's very unnoticeable to the audience, but we actually touch Victoria, and that's kind of when we send the energy to her to be the one to be curious enough to touch Grizabella at the end. She's always curious, but she is kind of removed because the adults tell her, to stay away, but she's still curious—not as curious as Syllabub, But so yeah. you,
2: you, you are the one that gets Victoria to go touch Griswell at the end. You yeah, give that the message. The, the twins do. Yeah. I did not pick that up. So yeah, that I love. very,
0: very subtle. That might have been just something that we made up that we like made like believed like for our characters because we obviously all have the. Um, artistic freedom to kind of make up our own plot line through our cast. But mm. I, I can't remember if that was uh, a stage direction, but we created that moment because we felt it was right. And everyone kind of knew about it. Um, I, I love that. Yeah. I think
2: there, there is a, um, yeah, I mean there has to be some artistic freedom in that. And I think there is so little, not little, you're given some, like, but mm-hmm. there's you're not given a ton about every character. And so there there has to be a little bit of like, okay, what else backstory? Did you create more to your backstory than yes. what was given? Let's hear yeah, it. I want hear...
0: to hear kind of create our own backstory. Of course I had the the whole three adjectives thing done. I had the telepathic side down. I was psychic. Got it. Witch cat checked. And um, after that, I kind of relied on my, not relied on, but worked with my twin um, to kind of find the energy to portray the characters in a true manner to ourselves and our personalities personally. And it, it was interesting because I had so many different twins because my twin Maurice, he's Pat in the tour. He was the Misto cover Um, so every time Misto was out, I'd have a new twin. So it would, it would change and change and change. So with, Mm -hmm. there was a different story that we told some were a little bit more playful, some were more reserved, some were more technical and stoic. It was very interesting. Um, because as a twin, you can't really have the freedom to find your own, I don't know, style of movement. You have to move the same with them or Mm -hmm. off, um, And thankfully, one of my twins was one of my best friends from college (laughs) at school that we danced together. So we just like kind of knew I could just kind of like take a deep breath and relax when he was on stage because I knew how he danced so well that I could just turn that side of my brain off and just work on the character. Um, And yeah, we just kind of like created a plot where Pat was a little bit more reserved rather than playful. And like I would like during like during Tugger, when we're sitting on the oven, you can't really see the twins, but we're on the oven while everyone's dancing. And um, the whole point of Tugger is that all the men cat want to be like him and all the women cats want to be with him. And like mm-hmm. I like kind of like broke out and like into the more playful kitten side of my character. And Coraco Pat would like shoo my paw away and be like, all right. Let's get back to how we watch over the tribe yeah. and calm, calm it down. Um, so my tantamount was a little bit more playful, more kitten-like than it should be, I think. Um, but it worked, um, and yeah, we just kind of created the storyline of how we would watch over the tribe, kind of like wa- watch cats in a way, um, mm-hmm. make sure everything was a okay in the in the junkyard. But so, yeah.
2: yeah. So you kind of have a role that is almost like an observer yes. throughout. Perfect. What is that like to be able to do the a little mix of like you have a real part to play, a dance to play, and, and numbers and stuff to do, but also kind of like an audience member in a in a in a sense of like overseeing. Is that a hard like what's that balance?
0: Um, well, I I enjoyed it because I could really study all of the characters and their adjectives and their emotions. And I kind of like could sit back and be like, I ar- sit back and be like, I already know what's going to happen. I already know what happened in the past. I already know what's going to happen a hundred years in the future. Kind of. Um, I know what's going to happen. I'm calm and cool and collected and like watching the audience and kind of like smirking at them being like, Oh, you have no idea what's about to happen, but I know um, kind of that, like, I don't know pre notion of every movement that they're going to make. Um, yeah, it's hard to describe.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a it's kind of a unique thing. I, I wanna I wonder how much as a tantamount thinking about like I know everything. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. Did you ever come up with your what's going to happen next year's gelkeball? Like you know what's happening in next year's Cabal. Chris Grisabela is going to be picked for this year. You're going to go about your business this year without her. Mm-hmm. And you already know. What's what's Jokobal 2? Mm. Like, what's happening there?
0: I think in my head, what I would make up is that we'd come back. Everyone's a little bit older. There's a couple new kittens coming for the first time. I think Victoria would start to become her own Grizzabella in a sense, just because she is the cat that everyone was crazy about last ball um and i'm not sure if anyone has mentioned this on your podcast in the past but um and andy blankenbuehler's revamping of jillian lynn's choreography victoria partners with every single male ensemble member in the ball and she's the only one to be lifted by every single one of them and it's kind of like they all have to touch her in the ball huh. because, like i don't it's, think it's, i kind of, yeah no, no
2: one's mentioned that that's really cool i don't think i i pieced that together too too that's like a a very unique piece so so Fun. she's now yeah so that's that's awesome i i learn something new every time i talk to anybody about about this show cuz there's so much happening Um. So so okay. So she's now
0: she's like the hot commodity on the now. Um, and then uh, I'm sure people will. Hmm. Who is who would be the next Grizz? Because no one's really that. I don't want to say disheveled or has that bad of a past, unless McCavity would come back and kind of ruin it all. Yeah. Uh, Hmm.
2: Is is guest still around?
0: McCavity would come back and kind of like. Hope for a, uh, I don't know
2: his own redemption.
0: Redemption, yeah, that would be kind of cool. I think.
2: Yeah. Um. Is is Gus still uh, around in in your second uh, Joker ball? Is he died I, in between?
0: I, I, yeah. I on his last. I mean, he's already on his last four legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, um, and I always thought that Gus should be the one to be uh, reborn. Well, um, We're going to get
2: there. We're going to yeah. get there. Don't worry. That's coming. That's one of my, that's my last um, question for you. Well, yeah. uh, I want to hear, the, I'll hear the, the Gus argument. Okay. Um, uh, one other question a little bit about um, the, the twins, since I, I, I think it's really interesting. You said, you know, you had different twins at all times mm-hmm. in that kind of scenario. Do you really try to lead the, or, and they try to kind of play into your twin or do you kind of come a little bit more to them or is it really pretty mutual?
0: Um, Well, with my normal twin, it was very mutual. Like we knew each other back and forth and we were, I kind of like became, we became telepathic in a way. Um, Like we knew which way we were going to move. If we like moved our hand a certain way or like pointed a certain way, we were there. Um, But the other two definitely, I could say that I would be the one leading them or I'd be like, let's go over here. Like the ones who would do it like two times a month um mm. it would kind of be a little bit it wasn't their main track um it was kind of like their five out of six swing tracks so i would just kind of be like okay so we're gonna go by the oven or like and then they we would they would relax a little bit um but yeah no definitely with the, the two other twins that i worked with it was a little bit more um me eating which is interesting because i enjoyed that because <laughs> i'm i'm normally uh i also um I get in trouble a lot in partnering class because I always want to be the one um initiating the movement or being like the momentum uh giver. And I always get yelled at because the men are supposed to lead the ladies, whatever that means. Um, but yeah, so that was fun to be able to lead Yeah,
2: as a dancer to be able to kind of do that. That's that's really cool. That's that's kind of a fun piece. What would you um I wanted to give you the scenario of you the tour's coming through. Mm-hmm. and you have one of your friends that you showed this crazy VHS to from blockbuster years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to say, Hey, look, you don't remember what you saw. Here's what you're going to go witness. How would you give them a rundown of like, here's what cats is and you're going to go to the show. Here's what you're going to see.
0: Okay. So how would I explain cats? Okay. I would say one at a year, all the cats in the Jellicle tribe, all Jellicle cats, Come together at the junkyard once a year when the Jellicle moon is full and risen to dance for old Deuteronomy, who makes the Jellicle choice of one cat that will ascend to the heavyside layer, And it happens once a year. One cat gets to be reborn into one of their new nine lives, however many they're on. And basically, it's a contest of dancing cats to sum it up. Well, um, dancing for their lives if you will
2: love it love it friends come they enjoy it what about did you have to did you bring anybody to go see the new like the new movie the one that came out that was in theaters did you kind of have some some people come with you
0: we were actually on tour with cats in toronto when cats the movie came out and a group of us went to go see it together actually
2: and what was that experience like knowing you saw it probably on an off day or just like a matinee before you're gonna go do the show that night
0: it was, I think it was bef- right before I was put into the show. So I think it was a week. Or no, it was after I was in. I think it was we, it was on a day off. So we all went and it was very interesting. Um, there were people in the audience that were kind of reacting as if though it was kind of a midnight showing of Rocky Horror is the best way I can describe yeah. it. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't I could believe the reactions and watching the movie, incredible cast, incredible choreography. The editing was extremely distracting and did not do the dancer's service at all. Um, all of the dancers are so talented, Robbie Fairchild and um, all of them just so wonderful. And the editing just made it look so strange. And you couldn't even see the choreography, really, because of the quick cinematography changes. And I was just, as such a diehard Cats fan of the 98 film, I was just so sad. I was like, these are going to be like the younger uh, younger generation's experience of what Cats the musical is. And it's, it's, it's not.
2: <laughs> it was yeah, so... The- I find that really interesting because the reason I wanted to ask you as like, you know, as a dancer, mm-hmm. that was my biggest gripe with the movie. I mean, there are plenty of other questionable decisions, but I I was excited when I first heard about it to see it more so because of like, there was some really talented dancers And then there were some really powerful singers. And I was like, okay, this will be really cool, even if it's not well edited or done or put together, like, you know, there were a lot of questions about like, oh, the cats are really big and they're really small and all these other weird kind of decisions. I was like, all of that won't be that big of a deal if the Mm -hmm. dancing and the singing is really good. But it was really hard to see any single movement from a dancer because it was moving around so much.
0: Yeah, it was it was the tails for me. Distracting, and like all of the, uh, we, we we barely even touch our tails in the show, and it just kind of is like a, um, a second thought, and it's not supposed to be highlighted at all in the choreography, really. And I just remember watching Victoria and her the fur was CGI'd over her point shoes, and I was like, why would someone do that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was very, I I don't want to say it but it is it was disappointing for me and the night that i went home after seeing the show i actually downloaded the 1998 film on itunes so i could watch it so i could sleep. cleanse
2: your palate <laughs> yes. and yeah I love, I love that so you go, go buy it go watch yeah. it make sure you're ready to go um, um, we
0: were all like, please come see the stage first and i promise you'll understand it better and get a more joyous experience of it
2: yeah i i do think that's um that was a piece that i i hope people go get to see a live version and that that's not they're like not turned off because of the experience that they had because it's so it's so different
0: it's so different
2: but i also like feel like that even with the 1998 movie i still feel like even that was that is kind of still a stage version but okay. a film stage version but i was like right. it's still very different than seeing a stage version
0: mm-hmm. agreed
2: okay let's go into a little bit of rapid fire uh, of okay. a couple core questions i want to ask so then we can have our hearty debate um, who else like if you could play any cat at any moment who would you want to be
0: I would have to say, I understudied her. I never got to go on, but for, I would have to say Victoria. Yeah.
2: I I figured that that was going to be the answer. I was like, you know, that's the, as a dancer, that's also what you grow up wanting to do. Um, what if I take her out of the running, who would be number two?
0: Number two. I think I am secretly obsessed with tapping. So I would think Jenny.
2: Jenny. Okay. (laughs) Are, do you, are, do you tap? yes love to okay so jenny would be fun does that mean you could do doesn't skimble tap too
0: Mm -hmm. well not in the stage version. just just in the movie
2: (laughs) just in the movie okay um what is your who's your favorite and least favorite cat
0: my favorite cat is mr mistoffelees forever will be so magical so uh, i fell in love with jacob brent when he played it in the 1998 film and ever since i was obsessed um least favorite cat I don't know that's hard for me I might have to say oh I don't know that's gonna be a tough one it might be a long long pause here um I don't know I don't want to say Mungo because I guess as a twin like you don't want to be a part of the other twins like you kind of shun them a little bit in a way it's like they're just annoying. Stop annoying me. Mon- yeah, mon- lesser
2: twins. Mungo, okay.
0: Mungo, but uh, oh, Rumble teaser. That's another one I'd love to play too, even though I'm saying they <laughs> least favorite because of it as a twin. Uh, I, oh.
2: I, that's, I think that's a fun uh, r- rationale though. It's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. there's only room for one twins and All we're right. really, we are critical to this show. <laughs> and so you can't get rid of us. So it's one of you two's is the least favorite.
0: Yeah, something I like that. It. Really love them.
2: What is your favorite song?
0: Favorite song, besides *Miss I'd have to say *Skimbleshanks*. So fun.
2: *Skimbleshanks*.
0: Always, we, we'd be singing Gus, and then like we'd be crying, like tears in our eyes, and then just like full 180. We are jumping up and down about a, a cat on, who's conducting a train. It's so much fun. And it's kind of like a your second wind of the second act.
2: Yeah who, which cat is my last one before we get to the million dollar question. Which cat do you think character wise, like personality wise would be thriving in 2021?
0: Honestly, I think Jelly Loram would be thriving right now because she always knows what's best for the kittens and the cats. And I bet she would just kind of uh, put all anxieties aside and just kind of Go for with a fresh palette of viewing the world. I don't know, viewing the world in a positive, loving light. And yeah,
2: fairly motherly, and be able yes. to. Yeah, I, I, I do like the answer a lot. I've thought that my answer's always been Buster because I feel like yeah. just like to sit at home, hang out, like don't We're really do much. True. I think so this is good, his time.
0: Relax, kind of a long hibernation phase.
2: Yeah, this is his. This is his era right <laughs> now.
0: Thriving, you're totally right.
2: um okay million dollar question uh i have argued at length why i don't think Grizzabella is the right joical choice Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i want to know if you agree with me or disagree with me um either i would love to hear either your defense for Grizzabella or who you think it should be and why
0: okay well
2: and i i actually i I will i want to have this like who do you as melody and then who would uh tantamile as the like, I would love to hear both of those uh, answers.
0: Me as Melody, I think I do. I do kind of agree that Grizz should be the one to be chosen because of just seeing how, well, see, now, now I'm torn. Because uh, thinking as Tantamile, I would pick Gus just because the relationship that we created within the show with Tim who played Gus us as twins kind of had a special relationship with him. And like, we were feral cats, like we don't have collars. So Mm. like we don't have owners. And we also think that we might be related to Gus in a way. And we were told that that could be a possibility. Mm. So we kind of had that special connection with them, uh, with him and, I don't know. He just lived a long, wonderful life and is so old and can't be himself like he used to be not in the way that Grizz was like at the end of act one, when she kind of relives her glory days, but she chose to leave the tribe. So that's kind of on her and Gus has always been there. So I think Gus would be a better candidate for being reborn because he is at his last, he's on his last leg. He has, palsy he's in pain he needs a new life and i think as tantamile and melody i agree that gus should be the one to you're
2: now arguing for both i love it um so why doesn't tantamile give that i mean you have that power don't you think
0: i don't know if it's that powerful enough to be able to convince old deuteronomy to make the decision because he's always the one that's kind of flowing the telepathic like messages to us so he's kind of like the alpha there at the top of the food chain and we're kind of right behind him but i don't think we are that much in charge of that decision unfortunately i'd like one day we might be like the heirs to old dude potentially um but yeah in the in our show not there yet
2: I do want to, that does spark another question for me. Cause I do want to hear a little bit about your, the, the twins relationships with some of the other cats. Cause like now mm-hmm. that you said that you think that there's a relation to Gus mm-hmm. and you, I know you are a uh, old dudes, like, you know, people like you're the the twins in charge. Um, are you, what's the relation to Monkish trap then? Because is, isn't he supposed to be the heir? Like he's supposed to take over next. Like, do you, do you feel like since you're almost omnipresent, you're going to be able to, like you're going to take over when old dude leaves, you're going to still be the two twins doing everything for Monka strap.
0: I don't know. I know that monk and tugger are both sons of old Deuteronomy. I know that for mm-hmm. a fact, stepbrothers and in old Deuteronomy song, you kind of see the relationship and how they're kind of like eh, about one another. Um, but I feel like they might just get so much into fights that, it would like kind of skip them to us, if you will. I don't know that we're more, I don't know.
2: I love this argument because I've always been under the assumption that Monk is basically trying to prove his worth to be next. And it's a part that I, that I find really interesting because it's the argument I've tried to make of like, is old Deuteronomy even eligible to be a Jelical choice?
0: Yeah. I never really thought of that because I feel like he's not. I feel like he's out of the loop because you can't choose yourself.
2: So then um, how is monk ever taking over? Like when is his time monk
0: would take over and then choose old dude somehow? Like he would pass the torch and then that would be the way that old dude comes back. It's a new life in, in a new life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like. Hmm, it might go to monk first now that I think about it, because he is such a leader and the protector of the pack, um, but in a different way than the twins because we're kind of off to the side observing and he's more in command of the space kind of obviously he fights McCavity when he comes into into the, the stage um, he is more of the person who will take action directly rather than kind of tell mm-hmm. I don't know you know what I'm trying to say <laughs>
2: I do. Um, I, which is which is crazy because this is a wild conversation for anybody yeah. who does not not know cats. I I just I do find that really kind of unique and different because it's like you're as the cats that you're kind of ever everlasting. Like, is there ever a time that you want to be in? Like, do you, the, the twins even want to be in charge?
0: I think so. I think so. Just because they're so. I don't know. The twins and old dude has have this sense of regalness and calmness about them that could be good for them to be the leader. Whereas. I don't want to say Monk is just kind of like all over the place, kind of like bouncing around a little bit anxious, Um, like kind of like Demeter is not as much as Demeter is anxious, but he takes command of the space in a different way than old dude does when he comes in like the whole energy in the room changes and even monk changes mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like alonzo is kind of like second in command to monk i don't know if that's been brought up either that's a thing that like alonzo's trying to prove his worth to be as good as monk um and that is a little competition there. there so like in the McCavity fight when monk is fighting he needs extra hands alonzo comes in right away to kind of prove to monk that he could be monk if monk were to become old dude yeah so there's, there's a, a chain of command of line that, like it's not there's a chain of know,
2: command and yeah and that's where i'm curious like is is are you in there are you just hanging out of like we can be here for the next 400 years eventually those two will get picked and then, yeah. and then it's our time
0: i think so i think we're just kind of like relaxed about it because we've done this for so long it's kind of the vibe but i think one day like when all else fails like we are there. To kind of overlook old Duth's wishes.
2: Do the twins ever have a want or desire to be the Jellicle choice? Is there a year that they're gonna get picked?
0: I don't think so. I Never. think no. I then, think have that they, they, they ever
2: been the reborn? Or is there, are they on live life number one and they're gonna stay there for thousands of years?
0: I think they're on life number one and have just seen so much in their lifetime that they are fine just smooth sailing on life number one till the end i don't even know if there is an end for them i no think no end
2: there yeah they're okay. they're they're gonna live on forever just like they the live,
0: musical memory live, yes
2: <laughs> just like the vhs <laughs> tape
0: from exactly. blockbuster uh-huh.
2: um is there anything that you Took from the show that we didn't cover today that you think like you've told me a lot of things i didn't know what else do you think i don't know i'm like really interested like i didn't know the alonzo piece i definitely didn't know the twins touching victoria to send her Mm -hmm. so what, what else did i miss
0: hmm i'm trying to think um i don't know if you've gone over like choreography things because jillian lynn her choreography is um so iconic. And Andy Blankenbuehler came in and revamped it. Andy Blankenbuehler is a genius and he is my favorite choreographer on the planet. And he revamped it in a way where true Cats fans could come back and see the true Cats in Jillian Lynn's creation, but he revamped it because people in 98 didn't have the technology that we do today where I could have the TV on and be on my computer talking to somebody and texting on my phone at the same time. We're so used to having so many different things going on at once to our vision um, and being able to perceive that all at once. So Andy Blankenbuehler added um, like 10 things are happening at a time on stage as opposed to one where they're all dancing Mm -hmm. in like Jillian Lynn's production. So there's so much more that you can see, like you can go back a hundred times and probably see something new every time you see it. Um, which is so interesting. Um, But yeah, he revamped the choreography. So there are so many different storylines going on at once that it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure when you go see the show. So it makes it a little bit more interesting to the modern eye, which I think That's
2: that's fascinating that you you say that because... It makes a lot of sense and I don't think I pieced it together because I think I thought about it a different way because I definitely saw the um, Broadway revival twice mm-hmm. and that was, it was overwhelming in a, in a good way, but it was also like I was really trying to figure out what was happening, let yeah. alone all the different things that were, that were going on as someone who didn't have any knowledge of the show before that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then I saw the 1998 movie and I think I interpreted that aspect that you're kind of saying of like, oh, it's, it's, a little bit more focused at each moment mm-hmm. i thought that was just because i it's a filmed version that they do kind of point the camera to you at different places it's not just like a wide angle shot the whole time of the of the theater so i did not piece that together because i just thought it was the editing of the movie well no. you're telling me it's very different choreography that is fascinating
0: uh uh-huh. So like the little pieces here and there of Jillian Linz that you know and love, like the Victoria solo is the same, that stays the same. Um, Majority of the ball is the same and the same like movement quality, the same technique you approach is all Jillian, all the same. But then Andy kind of revamped it with his style and his, um, his like hip hop qualities that he uses and kind of like vamped it up for the modern eye and, For true cats fans, you can see the cats that you know and love, but enjoy it in another way where you can. I don't want to say I never get bored when I watch cats choreography. There's always something going on that's wild. And, but it's so the modern eye doesn't get tired of seeing the entire ensemble do the same thing the entire piece, if you will.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. It's kind of playing to, the original but also putting it into the you know current times which is ideally what you're hoping to do when you revive a show so my kind of final question is just how can we find you on social media how can we stay in touch
0: so you can find me on instagram it's at melody rose first and last name and that's where i basically do all of my social media posting <laughs>
2: <laughs> amazing um well thank you so much for for coming on i definitely super informative there's definitely things i did not know and i i have been fascinated by the twins for a while so it's really interesting to kind of hear from you about like more about them and all their backstory and everything oh, that. Was, thanks for uh, having me uh, know it goes I have into it.
0: a ton of questions to ask myself about the twins and their their thoughts on um, the future of the Delacal Tribe. So thank you. For- I'm, I'm glad to
2: hear that. I have, a, I have a personal goal of influencing future productions of this by asking these questions that I don't think other people are asking. Oh. And I'm hoping one day that, you know, it comes back and all of a sudden there's some decisions changed. And I'm like, that's because I asked that question a lot.
0: Exactly. That's my I, goal. Hope, I hope this isn't my last time in Cats 2. So I will definitely be thinking of that in the future.
2: I absolutely love it. And thanks for listening to this bonus episode with Melody Rose on The Wrong Cat Tide, the podcast breakdown the cast, Sasha Feed. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the wrong cat Died, or check out our website, TheWrongCatDide.com.